Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hello, welcome to The Living Room. Thank you for joining us today. We so appreciate your loyalty and your love and just getting to know you all through social media. So thank you for listening to us today. I am Paige, your host, and I'm also joined by Jody, Heather, Michelle, Jana, and Nicole. And we are all sitting here in a circle around a huge microphone having a donut party. We have tons of donuts we've been trying. <laughs> so we're having a wonderful time, and we're so Yay. grateful you're joining us. We wish we could, we could share all these donuts with you. No, we don't. <laughs> I want them all. We are so excited to chat about this holiday season, and I've been pondering my relationship with Christ this week, and um, I'm excited to have a discussion, an open, real, honest discussion about our relationships with Christ sitting in this room. And I was thinking about how all us women have had different journeys, different experiences, and just kind of a different take on life and probably a different relationship with Christ. And, but at the same time, I was thinking, even though we're different, we probably have very similar loving stories and experiences. And so I'm excited for us to share that. But I want you to think of this. If I held up the word flower, F-L-O-W-E-R, would you be able to turn to the person next to you and describe what that word means without having ever seen or touched a flower? Oh, without ever seeing it? Without without knowing what a flower is, would you be able to describe that to someone? It'd be kind of difficult. Yeah, Yeah. just by the word. Uh Okay, what if I held up a picture of flowers? Jana, would you be able to describe to Michelle what the picture is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, because you can see it. Yeah. So you could describe the shape and what colors they are. And And I could paint it. You could paint (laughs) it. Excellent. I'm so glad you said that. So what if I had a big bouquet of flowers right here in the middle of us? Would you be able to turn to the person next to you and describe what you're seeing? Yeah. yeah. Can someone do that? I know we have all got experiences with flowers. Can someone in here? Jenna, you're the best. Yeah. Describe the, the visual painter, you know. Okay. So, so I was at a wedding last weekend and they put me in charge of arranging the flowers. And so they brought in these truckloads, these baskets and and buckets of wildflowers. They collected them from all over, and there were these huge red vines, and then there were these fluffy seeded weeds that were kind of goldenrod color, and then there was um, snapdragons that, you know, pink and fluffy, and um, there were uh, comb flowers and different colors of daisies, and all wildflowers, and then um, bits of green, some eucalyptus and other greens around it, and just this fullness. Oh, oh she's totally right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, There's a picture I'm so glad you described that. Beautiful. I was going to get us a bouquet, oh. but that was better. Bouquet of flowers, box of donuts. You chose well. I could describe the donut. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done a donut. That would have been funny. Um, but, so I want you to think of this exercise that we just went through as 
a progression. So do you view Christ as a word on a page? Or do you view Christ as a picture that you can look at and maybe want to know? Or do you view Christ as an experience? You know him, you can feel him, he touches your life. And I was thinking about the progression that we've all gone through, getting to know Christ and really our relationship with Christ. So my first question for you ladies is, what effect has Christ had on your life? You could say it in just a few sentences. I know that's so tough because it's such a deep feeling and um, experience. But what effect has Christ had on your life? While you're thinking, I'll share mine, (laughs) just to give you a minute. Um, My... Christ has had a huge effect on my life. I'm so grateful I know about him. I'm so grateful that I believe in him. And I'm grateful that I've allowed him to touch my life. So when I think about the effect that Christ has had on my life is small, tender mercies, just consistent. And I'm able to label them and notice them and follow his example. And I'm so grateful for just that overall goodness that I'm able to try to emulate and I'm, I'm just so grateful. So what about you ladies? What are you thinking about? I love that you said that. I keep a Sabbath journal where I write just where I've seen his hand in my life that week. That's just kind of exactly what you said. For me personally, I would say the instant you said this, I thought um, rescuer. Hmm. He has rescued me so many times from the direst straits. And I feel like... Um, in those moments, I think of the word sucker, right? Which means to run to their aid. And I feel like that's what he's done for me. In the moment that I needed him most, he has been there and he's lifted me and carried me. Thank you. Yeah. I'll go. I, and I, it, it just brings tears mm-hmm. and in good ways, but uh, I, I wish I didn't always get tears when I think, when I really think about it. Um, as how you said an experience in Christ to me is an experience. And, and I can say he's my friend. That's the word that oh, describes God. who I think he is. I have said on the podcast before I drive around with uh, my favorite picture of Christ on my, um, visor. So when I look up to put it down or just, he's right there, but, um, that just helps for me. He's that close. Um, and he's become that close because of difficult things, but also through celebrations. Mm -hmm. But I like the word that you used experience because getting to know Christ is an experience, but he's not a painting. Even though I have beautiful pictures of Christ in my home and everyone I love and everyone's different, but experiencing him as my friend is me talking to him in the minivan. And it's my conversations with him daily. Um, I had one on the way down, you know, struggling with something and talking, but I tell him, honestly, okay, I swore so many times yesterday, and I didn't mean to, but <laughs> I had I had a really, you saw me throw my fit, and then, or in tears, and just saying, hey, you, where, where are you? And he'll show up right there, as if he's just right in front of me, because friends do that. Um, and friends, for him, it was laying down his life. That's how much he looked to us. And loved us, but he says, I love you so much. Um, I will lay down my life for you. Um, and, and a friend is someone who will do that. And that's a really deep thought that a friend would lay down their life. But that's the kind of love 
that he has for us, but he's very real. Um, and he's my friend, and he doesn't judge me. He doesn't sit there and say, oh, you're so terrible at this. He says, hey, I know you feel badly about this, or I know you're going through something so hard. Hey, but you're doing awesome. You know, I'm here for you. I love that you did this, and please don't forget that, you know, there's more time to to work this out. But he talks to me as a friend. So my experience is that kind of deep friendship, and I love that. Thank you for sharing. When um, This is Nicole. When I think of Christ, I actually think of the – there are two words, like, in relationship to my experience with him. And the first one is support, and the second one is strength. And I don't – like, though I do feel like he's my friend, for whatever reason, those words resonate more with me. Mm-hmm. I can think of many specific experiences in my life where he physically gave me strength, like physically mm-hmm. and emotionally, and when he was the one that was supporting me when no one else was. So, mm-hmm. great. I think that, um, you know, I've been trying to think of specific experiences or times and um, I'm reminded of even being a teenager and having one of those prayers where you just cry through the whole thing yeah. and having some of those moments, even as adults, um, or thinking about my kids. And one of the things that I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for faith and I have faith, but then there are some times where I don't get answers to my prayers. And I think to myself, okay, what am I doing wrong or what am I not doing? But then I, I was even reminded just a couple of weeks ago that sometimes the best answer is, I love you. And I feel that all the time. Sometimes I pray for answers to things. And the answer that I get is I love you and I know you I care about you. And so, um, I think I just get an amazing amount of peace and reminders that, um, the things that I worry about, I know he cares about, but also that sometimes I'm being reminded that there are better things to care or more things to worry about or resting on knowing that you're cared about and loved and feeling a sense of, um, but I know who you are. And that to me is, um, perhaps the best way I feel my relationship with the savior. That's great. Being familiar with you. That's excellent. So I would have to say, I mean, amongst first agreeing with everything that's been said, I feel all those things. Mm -hmm. When you asked the question, the very first thoughts that came to mind were, the effect he's had on my life is a calming effect and a hopeful effect. Mm-hmm. And and again, right along with being supported and knowing I'm loved and being my friend and, and all those things that we've touched on, but very much in my life, my relationship with the Savior keeps a calmness that I don't have if I'm not close to him. If I'm not close to him, I'm not, I'm not calm. I don't feel it in my life. And the same with the hopefulness. There is always hope when I know that I'm lined up with God's will, which is to be close to the savior. So when those things are lined up, I always have hope regardless of the difficulty in the situation. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I'm feeling, I have a, a visual. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. If I share yeah. it. So we were talking, you talked about the flowers and like a picture of the flowers versus a bouquet. And I had this idea of like a picture window and I kind of feel like 
like that's more what my relationship with Christ is. So like I'm in my, my bedroom and there's this picture window and he's standing right there outside of it. And there have been times in my life where I see him through the picture window. And in that case, my relationship with him is more like the picture of the flowers. And then there's times in my life where I make the effort to open the window. Like it doesn't have a screen, right? You can just throw it open. And those times my relationship with him is that full experience. So like he's always there. And unfortunately for me, it's not perfect all the time. I have, I have to do the work to open that window. But when I do, then I get that experience and that support. In my life. I love that. That's excellent. I, I appreciate that you brought up effort. What kind of effort are we giving right now in our life? We're trying to seek after do we learn about him do we study him do we know him i love that you mentioned effort and i agree with you he is always there it's just what are we willing you know to open up i love that thank you everyone for sharing such personal and really helpful testimonies of christ my next um question for you all is of all of christ's attributes which one are you drawn to and there's so many it doesn't need to be one i don't mean to limit or um just say you have to pick one, but are you drawn to any specific attributes of him? Jody's nodding. No, yes. I'm nodding. Yes. Well, I, he is empathetic beyond what I believe we are capable of being on this earth. And so his, yeah, his empathy. And there's a quote in my house, and I, I can't even quote it exactly because I just never get it right. But it's if you, you know, the, the true love is to see through someone else's eyes and experience it and feel that love. And that's what Christ does. And so to be, to be able to do that, I think that would be an attribute I seek after and maybe won't ever attain that perfectly, but just love his ability to empathize with every single one of children, every child of God and it's limitless empathy, mm-hmm. you know? So I very much look up and admire to that godlike characteristic. I'm sure this is like described in the scriptures in a specific word that's going to come immediately to you, but um, it's not (laughs) coming immediately to me. But um, he sees them as they will be and not as they are. And I, and it's, it's, and, but he just, the godlike eyes and the ability to see the woman who is a sinner and say, you're free and go and sin no more. Like he sees what's next. And I struggle with that. Sometimes I can get caught up in how people are being right this minute, or even how people were in the past. And I forget to see them how they can be. And so I really want that. It's a mix of forgiveness and a mix of potential and a mix of knowing that we can all be better. And I know that that's how he looks at us. Mm-hmm. And yet I forget to look at other people the same way. So that's the one I want. I love that's your nice. mashup. That was yeah. a perfect yeah. mashup. That's <laughs> <was> great. <laughs> I um, am really drawn to his kindness and his affection and his inclusion. I think of so many scriptures that really resonate with me are, um, I'll encircle you in the arms of my love. I love that one. Or um, my everlasting kindness, multiplicity of kindnesses. I just love those kinds. You can just tell that he just has this unfailing kindness. And the other image that I get from um from him both in pictures but just in in description of a scene is his arms are open 
always. He's reaching towards someone and he's pulling them closer and he's inviting and he says, my arms are open to all. And I just love that inclusion that everybody is welcome here. Well, so and beautiful. I'm sorry. You're to, fine. Go ahead. But he touches the leper and he, he, he yes, touches the blind man touch. and exactly. he touches people yeah. as he, you know, brings them in anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. lots of physical touch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you notice, a lot of his doctrine is an invite, right. not mm. a demand or a no, must. No, no. It's all very inviting. Yes. I love that yeah. inclusion. He wants us to be near him. Thank you. I, I think for me, uh, hands down is meekness. And maybe because it encompasses a lot of things in my head, but that ability to be submissive mm -hmm. in so many ways, not just to his will, but just in general to what life looks like, to what your family needs, to what my relationships need. And I think also for me, meekness plays a huge role because my, my mother is very meek and it comes to her. It appears to be very naturally. It doesn't look like a struggle, but I think her example has shown me what meekness can do. And so not only is it something I admire in Christ, but I've lived with it firsthand. So that would be my meekness. Sometimes I, sometimes meekness is hard for me to like put my finger on, you know, the way you described it just now is beautiful. Um, I've heard someone describe it as you can be sharp back, but you choose not to, you hold with, with straight, which really had an effect on me just to show he was always loving and always, I mean, he was, Christ was attacked in so many ways and he could have been sharp back, but he showed restraint and love. And yeah. so thank you for adding that. Yeah. Can I add one? Of course. Yeah. So like, these are all fab fabulous, right? But yeah. the word that keeps coming to my head is advocate. And I mm -hmm. am particularly grateful that he is my advocate to my heavenly father, that I can not only have a relationship with, with, Jesus Christ, but that through him, I can also have a relationship with my heavenly father because that's been important, especially like in my, since my thirties, mm -hmm. even more than when I was a teenager, I think. Yeah. Well, and if I can add to that, when I think of, so heavenly father as the omnipotent God, right? Who really is the ruler of universes and many and Jesus Christ steps in and as the advocate says, okay, for them to be with you, yes, I'll go and do this. But once in a while I'll see heavenly father. And, and I see this in the relationship that my husband has with our kids and versus the relationship I have with our kids. Cause I'm soft where I'm like, Oh no, you know, I know that's supposed to be a consequence, but can we change our mind? You know, but I see Jesus Christ literally going, Hey father, just, can, can I just take this one? You know, let me talk to him. Let me, let me talk to her and literally being the intercessory. Whereas not that heavenly father is me or over nothing, but he does have rules. He does have commandments. And I still see the savior coming in and saying, Hey, let's look at this situation. Let me tell you what I see. Not because God, Heavenly Father can't see it, but that's what he, what he does for us. And so I, I take that advocate and I triple it and say, boy, I feel that, that he's going there on my behalf sometimes saying, you know, I'm just talking. Yeah. And can I just tell you what I'm feeling? And then Heavenly Father just listens and says, you know what? I will. I understand. I see. 
then that love encompasses. I don't know if anybody else that's great. Use it that way. No, but. as you're talking and as Nicole's talking, I'm thinking about all of our listeners, maybe listening in whatever situation they're in right now, and maybe they don't feel like they have an advocate right now. Mm-hmm. They don't have, they don't, they're missing or they feel like no one has their back. Whereas all of our voices right now, it's, it's helping me. It's reminding me that Christ is my advocate. So I'm so glad you guys are all saying all of this. It's really refreshing to hear. And I hope that more inspiring in some way. As you're saying that, I'm thinking about all these words that have come up and, um, you know, they're women's roles. Mm-hmm. Like Jody said, the yeah. woman is often the advocate for the children to the father. And so is clothing and healing. And so many of the things that he did are, are women's roles. I'm grateful that we have that example. I love yeah. that. Absolutely love that. I think mean, that's fantastic. And I also like that, um, you know, each of us have our different things that we, I mean, I think I can relate to all of these pieces, but I love how Christ can be different things for us at different times, yes. depending on what we need. Mm-hmm. And that because we're different and because we need different things, that's how he can show up for us. But that he never takes away our agency. He never steps in without us asking for the help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that there aren't miracles and things that happen. But when we're in our place where we need something, he's he's there and he's ready. But it's the thing that we need at that time. And it comes and goes. And we have those different experiences with him as the comforter and with him as the advocate and with him as the peace giver and with him as um, the forgiver. Like we have all of these different pieces of him that we experience at different times. And he's the same person. And yet we get to have that experience at the times that are right for us to have a testimony of each of his attributes. I love it. I love, I've, I was thinking gentle awareness while you were talking, mm. just so aware of our needs and um, what's going on in our life. Okay. So this next question I think is fun since it's the holiday season, what family activity brings you closer to Christ as a family? And this could be weekly. This could be, during the holidays, I mean, it just, it could be at any time. Cause I know that we all try and worship Christ throughout the year. Um, and I'm blanking. So does someone have an idea? Well, you had mentioned <laughs> this before we got started, just to kind of give us a little heads up so we could think. And in my mind, like I go to like all of the activities that are planned that have unrealistic expectations. And then like, like life gets the better of me and my temper gets the better of me and like somebody sitting too close to someone else and they're all breathing the same oxygen and it just gets complicated. So I was like, you know what? I can't say an activity, but I can tell you that the times when we feel the closest to our savior in our family is through conversations, mm-hmm. whether it's like in the car while we're driving to an activity or it, while we're snuggling the kids to bed at the end of the day. And I think the key is that we start talking and they start asking questions. And then that's when we choose to use it as an experience to bear our testimony to the kids on whatever topic we're talking about. And then in that moment, like you can feel it, right? Like the, the room shifts and changes and they get quiet and then their questions get more insightful. And I think that, um, I wish I could tell you that it was like, um, like 2014 when we yeah. went somewhere yeah. cool, <laughs> but it's not. It's... Well, opening up that communication is so healing and just wonderful. I feel like anytime you can bear testimony of Christ or, you know, share something that happened to you, it can always strengthen those around you. So I think that's excellent. Conversation's a big one in our home. How about you ladies? So I think if 
three things. I'll try and make it really brief because on Sunday dinners, uh, we've always had a tradition where we go around and just say what it is that we learned from our worship service that day or something about the Sabbath that, you know, what did you think about? What was your, what was your learn, um, your takeaway? Um, and that's gone on ever since the little tiny, you know, tinies. And so when you get to now we have young adults and teenagers, so it takes on a little different meaning. And sometimes it's really profound. And other times, you know, someone's like, well, I kind of slept through my class and that's the truth. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my son-in-law a couple weeks ago, we had dinner and he really was touched by some of the things that were said in, in the church meeting that he attended. And it was powerful because everybody could feel it. And it was just, I was so appreciative that he would take that, you know, opportunity to share with us. So around the dinner table, not everybody, it happens all the time. And, but there's those rare occasions. And so just making that a routine every Sunday, my husband would say when we're out in nature, he loves Mm -hmm. being out in nature and always says, I'm closer to God in the mountains than I ever am you know, in a, in a temple, in a church building, I just, that's where I feel absolutely connected to God. And so sometimes it's on that little trail or in the truck and it's not a big conversation about Christ, but it's something where we're going to look at this gorgeous landscape, who created this for you? Do you know, Jesus Christ was the creator of this earth with the stewardship from our heavenly father. So I have a few little pictures in my mind of when that happened, you know, but again, whether that really penetrated our kids in that moment. I don't know, but it it did me. And the third thing I'd say for our family, because my dad was in his accident a year and a half ago and with a traumatic brain injury, he's there at our house almost every day. It's the love that comes in serving him and seeing my children. Hey, grandpa, you know, what are you doing today? What did you do? How was therapy? Um, how many steps did you walk? You know, and then he'll say, Cody, you've got to cut your hair because my son has really curly hair and it's, he's growing along and Cody, you're ready to get that haircut. It's in that moment when they hug him and it just happens. So yeah. yeah. So daily, whatever that looks like for you. And those three things really come to mind. Um, I was thinking specifically about my kids and I think that it's when we do something for someone else that requires a sacrifice whether that's serving and it's a sacrifice of time or taking something from taking something that the kids have the other day, my daughter said, Hey, I'm taking this over to a friend's house because I think she needs it more than me. And she, she said that she just felt really good and that she wanted to do that, but she was sacrificing something she had. And so I, and it's hard because I want to create more of those moments but the reality is, is that they often happen more spontaneously. And so I think the conversations that come after that are the ones that mm-hmm. help us to feel the yeah. most. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. You just reminded me, um, my mom was really big into serving just naturally. Just, she would create situations for us kids to go and serve. I grew up in Southern California. I can't remember if I've told you guys the story. Stop me if I have. I grew up in Southern California. And um, when I was a kid, Hispanics would line up on the side of the road to be hired for, oh, yeah. you know, yard work. Yeah, yeah, daily yeah. workers, yeah. And um, my mom got this wild idea. Every year we would take them socks and treats, and us kids would get out and meet them all. And I remember thinking, this could be kind of scary. I don't know these people. But at the same time, she instilled in me in such a young age to love and serve. No matter Mm -hmm. what, no matter, like not be awkward in those situations. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful for that. You just reminded me. Heather, did you have any thoughts? Uh, Yeah, two came to mind. The everyday for us, to answer your question, those activities 
are when we can get our kids, and I've mentioned this before, to turn back to Heavenly Father or to Christ when they have problems. So when we can have those conversations daily, whether it's been like an argument at you know school with a friend on the playground or somebody struggling with math, whatever it might be, on the daily, it's let's go back to Christ and see what we learn from him about a situation like this. So an opportunity to do that on the daily. And then one for Christmas that immediately came to mind when you asked, given the season, is uh, every Christmas Eve, we always read the story of the birth of Christ. And it's not new, and I'm sure bazillions of families do the same thing. But we always feel the spirit when we pull the Bible out and we, we read about his birth. And there are some like wise men dressed up with towels and belts and, yeah, you know, we do yeah. some of those things a little, but those have kind of faded away, but the story hasn't. And so that's a big one for us. And I know I can see in the questions and the conversation that comes from it, that it's, that it touches everyone's hearts, regardless of their age. I agree. And that's a pretty cool thing. I agree with you. We do that every year too. And it's so fun to get involved and just be reminded of the beautifulness of, mm-hmm. of the birth of Christ. I agree. We do the same thing. And one year we had some students from the Ukraine who were standard here and couldn't get back to their country. And we had them to our house for dinner. At first I was so grumpy. It's like, this is just our family. And why are you bringing these extra people? They ended up being so lovely. And we ended up sharing that birth story, both from the Book of Mormon and the Bible and how Christ appeared to all the world. And that was really one of the most memorable and best Christmases it ended up being. And to have these girls from the other side of the world and just to show them. Yeah, it was wonderful. That's so great. I love that everyone can feel his love and no matter where you're at. So thank you everyone for sharing with us and um, expressing your journey and your relationship with Christ. We so appreciate all of our listeners. We hope that we've inspired you to take a look at your journey with Christ and your relationship and maybe strengthen that. Maybe put forth a little effort or even... Um, I don't know. I just was thinking maybe praying or I don't know. It could be a wide range of things, but take inventory on your life and where your relationship is with Christ. I want you to know that I adore him and he is real and I'm so grateful that I know him. And, um, we hope you make some living room in your life. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.